light of the Spirit is shining in you. The light of the Spirit is shining in me. The light of the Spirit is shining within. How blessed we must be. The light of the Spirit is shining in you. The light of the Spirit is shining in me. The light of the Spirit is shining within. How blessed we must be. be a faith that gathers reaching out for one another through the walls of hatred and suspicion that others may build through the cages of ignorance and arrogance and through the fear that sometimes stalks our streets let ours be a faith that sees a vision of a better world more compassionate more just more holy and guided by a liberating love there is a faith that binds up the broken, tends battle wounds with the balm of peace, sings longer and louder than those who would divide us. Let us be that faith too, a faith of solidarity. Let us be the ones who do not turn away, but the ones who light up this world with truth and love, who hold up the mirror of worth and dignity, who are the sanctuary that others seek. But first, let us be a faith that worships together here this morning in this sacred space at this very moment. Let us be a faith. These opening words by Unitarian Universalist Heidi Cottrum, they welcome all those who are gathered here on Zoom this morning. Also to people who are watching at a later date on YouTube or listening via the podcast. Welcome to regular members of the congregation, to friends and visitors who might be with us. For anyone who doesn't know me, my name's Jane Blackall. I'm the ministry coordinator with Kensington Unitarians, having previously been a member of this church for 22 years now. If anyone's here for the first time, we're especially glad to have you with us. If anyone's returning after a long time away, I see some faces I haven't seen for a while. I hope you find something of what you need this morning, a bit of consolation, a bit of peace, maybe a bit of uplift or inspiration. Please do hang around afterwards for a chat if you'd like to, or drop us a line via email. We might like to think about coming to one of our other activities during the week. If you're a regular here, thanks for all you do to welcome all who come, because we all play a part in co-creating this sacred space, this sense of beloved community. So whoever you are, however you are, know that you are welcome in this space this morning, however we find you. As we always say, feel free to do what you need to do to be comfortable during this hour. It is nice to see your faces and to get a sense of our togetherness. But I know for some of you, it feel more comfortable to have your cameras off, and that is also fine. Uh, this morning, there are more than usual opportunities to join in, but they are just invitations, uh, not obligations. You can just quietly lurk. That is fine. Our service today is titled Shining Lights. We'll be reflecting on those people we've encountered along life's journey who have lit the way for us a little. People who have shown us love and truth and goodness. People who have inspired us to live according to higher values and help to build a better world. Not necessarily saintly people, but all those who've helped illuminate our path a little through life. And later on in the service, after the meditation, I'll invite you to name and honour a few of these significant souls, if you'd like to. And perhaps we'd also dare to look at the possibility that each of us could be a shining light to those around us as well. But before any of that, I'll light our chalice flame, as we do each Sunday and at other times when we gather. This simple ritual connects us with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over. 
and it reminds us of the historic and proudly progressive religious tradition of which this gathering is part. Our chalice lighting words today are a responsive piece by the Unitarian Universalist Reverend Naomi King, and I invite you, if you wish, to join in with the refrain, which simply goes, nurture this precious light. How shall we begin to live out our free faith? Nurture this precious light. When we do, we are beacons of freedom, creating a safe place to rest, explore and innovate. Nurture this precious faith. How we keep this lamp of truth and justice affects how and whether we are transforming inequity through witness and action. Nurture this precious light. As we nurture this precious light together, we become a light of hope, turning isolation into community, anguish into peace, sorrow into joy. Nurture this precious light. As we do, this faith burns a steady flame of innovation, banishing illusion, creating a new and renewing way together. Nurture this precious light. With our living connections, with our glowing stories, with our flame of freedom moving hand to hand, we nurture this precious light. And together we may turn this world from bleak to bright, one flame, one fire, one light at a time. Let's think of all those joys and concerns and hold them and each other in a spirit of compassion and loving kindness as we move into our time of prayer now, based on some words by Linda Hart. You might want to adjust your position, close your eyes, soften your gaze. Maybe there's a position that feels more prayerful to you, whatever, whatever works. Do what you need to do to get into the right state of body and mind for us to pray together now, to be as present as we can be in this sacred time and space with ourselves, each other, and that which is both within us and beyond us. Spirit of life, God of all love, in whom we live and move and have our being. As we once again turn our attention to the depths of this life, the cosmic mystery and wisdom that abides in all that is. We tune in to your presence within us and amongst us. For you are with us always, in our joy and in our sorrow, in our triumphs and when all our plans fall flat, when all we do seems to turn to muck and loss, when the world brings us to hopelessness and despair. Open our eyes and our hearts to what is still around us, even in the midst of the struggle. Illuminate the wisp of truth that resides there too. In the midst of it all, give us the strength and the courage to see what can be learned, to use what we have gathered. Though we might pray that unguarded prayer for life without troubles, without worries, without all the difficulties and disasters. Hear the deeper prayer beneath that one. That we might sift the events of our days and offer our thanksgiving despite everything. For what can be gained, for what can be celebrated if it's only thanks for what has sustained us, if it's only for the lesson in humility and compassion, if it's only for the relief when it's over. 
May we be renewed in our search to find the gifts in our lives, moment by moment, that we might live in gratitude, in compassion, and in love. And in a few quiet moments now, let us look back over the week just gone and take stock of it all. All the many everyday cares and concerns of our lives. And the concentric circles of concern rippling outwards to the many lives which touch our own. Let's take a little while to sit quietly in prayer with all that which weighs on our hearts this morning. And let us also take a moment to notice all the good that's happened in this past week. Moments of uplift and delight, of beauty and pleasure. All those acts of generosity and kindness that we've known, there is still a lot to be grateful for. So let's take a bit longer to sit quietly in prayer and give thanks. Spirit of life, God of all love, as this time of prayer comes to a close, we offer up our joys and our concerns, our beauty and our brokenness, our hopes and our fears, and call on you for insight, healing and renewal. As we look forward now to the coming week, help us to live well each day and be our best selves, using our unique gifts in the service of love justice and peace. Amen. Time for us to sing together now. Our first hymn is The Flame of Truth is Kindled. It's performed by the Unitarian Music Society with words that celebrate our symbol of the chalice flame and all it stands for, our values of truth and love and the search for meaning that we share. The words will come up on your screen so you can sing along at home or you might just want to listen. We'll do our best to make sure that you're all kept muted throughout.
Are you sitting comfortably? Uh, in a change to our usual run of events, I'm going to read you a story now. It's from a, a book of Unitarian Universalist stories for children, but I think we can safely say children of all ages. It's not a especially dramatic story, not much peril. I've not really got a temperament for peril, but it's rather charming. It's a bit longer than our usual reading would be, I reckon about eight minutes, so, so settle in for that. This is called A Lamp in Every Corner, and it's written by Janine K. Grossmeyer. Many years ago, in the land of Transylvania, in a mountain valley, watered by quick rushing streams and shadowed by great forests of beech trees, there was a village of small wooden houses with dark shingled roofs. The people in the village were of the Unitarian religion and they wanted a church of their own. A church set on the hillside, they decided, looking down upon the village as a mother might look on her sleeping child. So all the people of the village labored long and hard to build themselves a church. The stone masons hammered sharp chisels to cut great blocks of gray stone. Then they set the stones into strong and sturdy walls. The glaziers made tiny glass panes and fitted them neatly into the windows with leaded lines. The foresters sawed down tall beech trees into enormous beams and laid the trusses for the ceiling covering the roof with close-fitting wooden shingles that wouldn't leak a drop of rain. The carpenters carved wood for the wide opening doors, setting them on strong pegs so they hung straight and true. A bell was brought from a faraway city and hoisted by ropes with a heave and a hoe to the top of the tower. The weavers wove fine cloths for the altar table, cloths embroidered with flowers and edged with lace and the smiths hammered black iron into tall lampstands and hammered thin bronze into shining oil lamps. When the building was done, the painting could begin. The painters mixed bright colours, red and gold and blue, and everyone in the village, old and young, women and men and people of all sorts, joyfully came to decorate the church. They painted flowers and trees and designs around the windows and the doors. And when it was finished, when the church was finally done, all the people of the village stood back to admire it and to sing a song of happiness and praise. Everyone was hungry after all this work. So an elder of the village announced, we will go and eat now and later tonight we will all come back to pray. So the people of the village went off down the hillside back to their homes and their dinners, all except one girl, one little girl called Zora and her father. They stayed behind. They brought their own bread and cheese. They ate it slowly, sitting on the grass on the hill and admiring their new church with its stone walls and its tower and its magnificent bell. And after they'd eaten their bread and cheese, they went back inside, opening those big carved wooden doors to go into the gloriously painted sanctuary. And Zora ran from picture to picture, her footsteps echoing off the stone walls. She stopped in the centre of the church and she turned slowly round. Look, Father. See how pretty the church is, see how grand. Yes, it is, her father replied, nodding with pride. Yes, it is. But father, she said suddenly, we've not finished. What do you mean, he replied. Zora explained, there are all these tall iron lampstands along the walls, but there aren't any lamps. The church is going to be dark when the people come back. The father replied, ah, no, little one, the light of the church comes from its people. You'll see. He rang the bell to call the people to worship, then took his daughter by the hand and led her back outside. They waited on the hillside next to their beautiful church. The sun had set behind the mountains and the night was on its way. Yet in the growing darkness, tiny points of light came from many directions and moved steadily up the hill. The father explained, each family is entrusted with a lamp, little one. Each family lights its own way here. Where's our family's lamp? asked Zora. And her father replied, your mother is carrying it. She'll be here soon. The many little lights moved closer together, gathering into one moving stream, all headed the same way, growing larger and brighter all the time. And Zora's mother arrived, bearing a burning oil lamp in her hands. 
The father lifted Zora up so that she could set their family's lamp high in its tall iron stand. And all around the church, other families were doing the same. Soon the church was ablaze with light in every corner, for all the people of the village had gathered again to pray and sing. And all through the worship service, Zora watched the lights flickering and glowing. She watched her family's lamp most of all. And when the service was over, the father lifted her high up. She took the shining lamp from the stand. Its curved sides were warm and smooth. And her mother carried the lamp home with the flame lighting their way. The lamp lit their house when they returned home. Zora washed her face and got ready for bed by the light of the flame. She climbed into her bed and lay down. And she asked her mother, Father said the church light comes from its people. Her mother agreed, yes, it does. But also, Zora said, the people take their light from the church and they have that light every day. Over on the table by the fireplace, the shiny bronze lamp was still burning, just about. Yes, indeed, said her mother. And even when we're not in church, even when the lamp is not lit, we carry the light of truth in our minds and the flame of love in our hearts to show us the right way to be. That light, that light, the light of love and truth, that will never go out. Never, asked Zora. Never, said her mother, and this little lamp will last for many, many years. When you're grown, we'll give it to you. And perhaps if you have children, when they're grown, you'll give the lamp to them. And all of you will carry it back and forth to church every time. Zora was puzzled. There's only one lamp. So make another one and let the light grow. Tell your friends to do likewise. Someday perhaps you'll tell your children to make more lamps too. But for now, good night. Her mother kissed Zora on one cheek, then the other, and on her forehead. And Zora closed her eyes and drifted into dreams, while her mother looked down on her sleeping child. The years passed, and Zora grew. The lamp came into her care. She kept it polished and clean. And when the bell rang out across the valley to call the people to worship, she carried it back and forth to the church on the hillside the flame always lighting her way. She made more lamps and she gave them away to people who made more lamps and gave them to their own children and friends. And so it went through the years, even till today. The light of truth and the flame of love from that church on the hillside continued to show them and us the way. So we move now from story time into a time of meditation. I'm going to offer you just a few words on this theme of shining lights, maybe guiding lights, we should say, to take us into the silence. There'll be a few minutes of shared stillness during which we'll have our virtual chalice on the screen. And the silence will come to an end with a wonderful chant by the vocal activist Melanie Damore, the chant's called Shine On Me. Melanie introduces this chant herself. She recorded it last year for the Unitarian Universalist Association. I encourage you to join in at home. It's very easy to pick up. As she says, it's a chant to put in your medicine bag for hard times. So again, let's each do what we need to do to be comfortable. Maybe have another wiggle, perhaps put your feet flat on the floor, maybe close your eyes. And let's call to mind all those people who have been guiding lights in our own lives, not necessarily saintly people, just ordinary people like us, but ones who've encouraged and inspired us for just a little way along life's path. Bring to mind some of those special people in your life who have perhaps embodied the divine light for a time for you, the light of love and truth and goodness. Let us honour and contemplate those guiding lights in this time of shared silence now.
Hello, you, you family. I'm going to sing a song with you called Shine On Me. It's an amazing spiritual that anybody can sing. And in these days when the things that we're dealing with, the feeling separate and all of that, and things seem so hard. This is one of those songs that you just throw your head back, put it in your medicine kit. All you have to do is ask. And here's how it goes. Shine on me, oh, shine on me. Let the light from the lighthouse shine on me, oh, shine on me. Yes, shine on me. Let the light from the lighthouse shine on me. Lift me up, lift me up. Let the light from the lighthouse lift me up. Lift me up, oh, hold, hold me close, yes, hold me close. Let the light from the light from the lighthouse hold me close, yes, hold me close. So hold me close. Let the light from the lighthouse please hold me close. So shine on me, shine on me. Yes, shine on me. Let the light. From the lighthouse, shine on me, oh, shine on me, yes, shine on me. Let the light from the lighthouse shine. Beautiful. So while I was putting together today's service, I thought of a, a famous quotation by Albert Schweitzer, who famously said, at times our own light goes out and is rekindled by a spark from another person. Each of us has cause to think with deep gratitude of those who've lighted the flame within us. So we've got a little while in the service now for a few of us, if you'd like, to name and honour some of those people who have kindled our light, those shining lights that we've been thinking about. And perhaps by recognising the impact of these people in our midst, we might also become more aware of the likelihood that we have opportunities to be shining lights for other people too. Um, if you'd like to speak about someone, maybe you know a few sentences, a minute or so, kind of like we do on uh, Candles of Joint Concern, um, please put your hand up so that I can call you out and spotlight you to speak. By default, we are going to leave this bit in the recording of the service. If you do want to participate, but you don't want to be in the video, have a word with me straight after the service. That's fine, as long as I know. So we've got about oh, I don't know, eight, nine, ten minutes for this. I'm going to keep an eye out. And if you're willing to speak, just put your hand up.
Hang on, Michaela, let me find you. Can you unmute yourself? Go for it. Okay. I thought this was an interesting challenge, uh, largely because I, I just had this wide range of people turning up before my inner eye that had lit lights in me over the years. And then I thought, what's interesting is that in a funny sort of a way, by, I mean, this is just a naming of a possibility, by lacking a father, I had left a space or life had left me with a space to welcome, not necessarily father figure, brother figures, figures that would have structurally fulfilled the desire of a small child to be taken by the hand and think, this is how we go along. And maybe eventually somebody saying, yeah, but you can't be sure. Maybe this isn't quite the way it goes along. And all those kinds of introductions to life that I've had with, with a range of absolutely wonderful people. Uh, women are not lacking, but I, I think in this particular this particular evocation brought up uh, men from my first boyfriend <laughs> when I was 15 to my first big teacher in university to then teachers here in England and now to my spiritual teacher uh, in my Sufi uh, membership belonging, uh, feeling at home apart from the Unitarian. And I'll read you a tiny little sentence that, of very many wonderful little sentences that Elias bestows on us every week. This one goes, Beloved, you sent us into this world to help you make more beauty. When we asked how, you said, love more. No further instructions. <laughs> Thank you, Reverend. I, I just want a little sentence to add, which is that I think the, the task of learning to be attuned to what this means from moment to moment is still there for us to develop the gift of receptivity of willing to be gifted from moment to moment. So, end of, thank you. Thank you, Michaela. Patricia, let me uh, spotlight you. There we go, can you unmute yourself? There we go. The shining light in my life is quite simply my dad. A quiet, gentle, self-effacing man whose achievements were modest. He just spread love and joy. In 1940, this committed Christian persuaded the courts that his conscience would not allow him to kill another man, but he was prepared to join the Royal Army Medical Corps as an orderly, which meant he would not have to carry a gun. This rather shy man arrived at the barracks which I'm sure were full of the noise of nervous excitement of young men about to go to war. And knowing that he needed to make clear his Christian faith, knelt quietly by his bed to pray. He waited nervously for the cap course, a mockery, but none came. Instead, one of the lads tapped him on the shoulder and said, there's another one of your lot in the next hut. Quiet, gentle, loving, and brave, my shining light dimmed in 2012, but his light shines on. Thank you. Thanks so much, Patricia. Pat, uh, let me spotlight you. There we go. 
Um, my shining light is Eileen Caddy, co-founder of the Findhorn community in the 60s. Her simple but profound practice of sitting and listening to the still small voice within, the voice of God, and putting these words into action built this wonderful community which still thrives today based on these three guiding principles inner listening, loving action and co-creation with nature. Thank you Pat. Maria, let me spotlight you. Oh, you moved. Okay. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who shared so far. My shining light is my son who overcame a health condition and just continues to strive. He hates me saying this, but he's had brain surgery. <laughs> so, and he's just not let that put him off he's just gone to a completely new place in England he's been in sometimes environment surrounded by toxic toxic environment and he's just continued to forge positivity and be himself and resist the temptation of going down a, a an alternative route and um, and still he provides me with guidance. <laughs> so when I speak to him, he's providing me with advice. So um, I love that reciprocal support that we provide each other. So he is definitely my shining light. So mm. thank you for allowing me to be able to talk about him. Thanks, Maria. That's brilliant. We probably have got time for one or two more if anyone else would like to speak. Ah, Sonia, sorry, hang on. Let me. There you go. Good morning. Um, I had a great grandmother, and to this day, I don't know why she didn't speak. And I think probably she'd had strokes, and um, but she would sit in the corner of the house and just radiate love. And we all just, all the little grandchildren and all the generations would just go and sit with her. And um, I've just never forgotten that feeling of presence and love and joy that she radiated and couldn't speak. Mm -hmm. And I tried to get her to speak and I was convinced that she spoke. <laughs> because I think I must've been about six years old, but um when I look at Buddha statues and things like that, I'm reminded of her. There was just this presence of being. And uh, don't need to speak really to feel the love. So thank you for this opportunity to remind myself of her. Thank you, Sonia. Anybody else? we can continue thinking about our own guiding nights as we move through the rest of the day and the week. I've just got some uh, words by Kent Nurban to bring this little piece to a close. This is what he wrote. We are not saints. We are not heroes. Our lives are lived in the quiet corners of the ordinary. We build tiny hearth fires, sometimes barely strong enough to give off warmth. But to the person lost in the darkness, our tiny flame may be the road to safety, the path to salvation. It's not given us to know who is lost in the darkness that surrounds us, or even if our light is seen. We can only know that against even the smallest of lights, darkness cannot stand. A sailor lost at sea can be guided home by a single candle. 
a person lost in the woods can be led to safety by a flickering flame. It's not an issue of quality or intensity or purity. It is simply an issue of the presence of light. We all have light, no matter how faint and fragile, and it calls us to proceed as if it is our light that matters. Perhaps, it tells us, it is our light that will make the difference. Perhaps it will light up the dark corners of somebody's life. Perhaps it will help to lead a stranger home. Our task is simply to offer such illumination as we can in the darkness that surrounds us. Amen. One more hymn to sing, and it's a jaunty one to finish, an old favourite. The Spirit Lives to Set Us Free, otherwise known as Walk in the Light, sung by the Unitarian Music Society. Once again, feel free to join in at home or just listen as you wish. Just a few announcements. Uh, thank you to Maria for co-hosting today, to all our musicians, David Kent, Melody Demore, and Marilisa Valtazana, who's coming up at the end. Thanks to all of you who contributed in that time of sharing, much appreciated. Don't forget we'll have virtual coffee time after the service if you want to stay for a chat. If that's not your thing, don't forget you could just email us to get in touch if you'd like to. If you can bear it, we like to take a group photo after the service, so do stick around for that. And we'll be back again next week on Zoom at 10 o'clock when Sarah will be here leading a service which is somehow related to hazelnuts. There's a teaser for you. Do feel free to share the link with your hazelnut loving friends. As ever, there are a number of opportunities to connect with the congregation in the week ahead. Uh, this very afternoon, there will be a getting to know you walk in Holland Park meeting at two o'clock. Pat is the person to look out for. Um, if you haven't already signed up with her, but you want to come along, hang around after the service and make yourself known so that she knows uh, who to look out for and where you're meeting. 10.30 on Tuesday, we have our online coffee morning. This week, it will be hosted by Liz and John. Always excellent and funny conversation. Newcomers are welcome. Heart and Soul continues our contemplative spiritual gathering. This week's theme is Encounter. Uh, you can come tonight with me at seven or on Friday with Rita and Alex. 
if you've never been before, it's not too late to start. Um, just let me know and I'll send you the joining details. Looking further ahead, the Green Spirit Group are having a Samhain gathering on Zoom on Monday the 1st of November at 7. Uh, I didn't put that date, I put the wrong date in the email. It's on Monday the 1st of November. Contact David or Sarah if you want to book your place for that. The congregation very much has a life beyond Sunday mornings and we encourage you to keep in touch and look out for each other while we're still mostly online. I should say that preparations are still ongoing behind the scenes to move towards hybrid Sunday services. We appreciate your patience as we work on that. We need to get all the technology in place to do a proper job. And that takes time because there's not that many of us to work on it, but we're getting there. And I'm about to have some time off. Um, two weeks I'm off from tomorrow. So I'll see you all again in November. Uh, I've pre-scheduled the Friday emails with all the Zoom links. So it will look like I'm working, but I hope to be uh, as off duty as possible. So bear with me if I'm a bit slow in getting back to you uh, with any emails and the like. I think that's all the announcements. So we've just got our closing words and closing music now. I invite you to select gallery view at this point so we can all see each other and get a sense of our gathered community as we close. Within each of our hearts, there is a most glorious light. Go forth and let its spark help you understand what troubles you and others Go forth and let its light of reason be a guide in your decision-making. Go forth and bring its ray of hope to those in need of help in body and spirit that they may find healing. Go forth and fan the flames of passion to help heal our planet. Go forth and spread the warm glow of love, pushing back life's shadows. Go forth and share your glorious light with the world. Let it shine. Amen. You, you're such a big star to me. You're everything I want to be. But you're stuck in a hole and I want you to get out. I don't know what there is to see. But I know it's time for you to leave We're all just pushing along Trying to figure it out, out, out All your anticipation pulls you down When you can have it all You can have it all, all, all So come on, so come on, get it on Don't know what you're waiting for Your time is coming, don't be late Hey, hey, so come on, see the light on your face. Let it shine, just let it shine. Let it shine. Stop, stop being so hard on yourself. It's not good for your health. I know that you can change, so clear your head and come round. You only have to open your eyes. You might just get a big surprise And it may feel good And you might want to smile, smile, smile Oh, don't you let your demons pull you down Cause you can have it all You can have it all, all, all So come on, oh come on, get it on Don't know what you're waiting for Your time is coming, don't be late Hey, hey, so come on, see the light on your face. Let it shine, just let it shine. Let it shine. Hey, let me know you, let me know you. You're all that matters to me. You're all that matters to me. show you you're all that matters to me you're all that matters to me come on let it on don't know what you're waiting for time is coming don't be late hey hey so come on see the light on your face